0: Every heart, every woman Ooh. Every heart every woman It's time
1: to find balance and be refreshed Here on every heart, every Woman. Every
2: heart, every woman
1: Get ready for uplifting music and inspiring interviews. We share our life experiences. Now, here's your host, Carla
0: Nivens. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Before we jump into our interview, we're going to set the tone with a little bit of live music. This is Deliverer. It's performed by Douglas File and Candy West. Sit back and enjoy.
2: bless the lord at all times and his praises shall be in my mind. from the
0: Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. Our show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can find out all of the great information about Love Ministries. Go to their website. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org. Everything you need to know is there. Well, everyone... We all are on a shelter in place all around the world. And so usually we uh, go to the studio and we do our show live from the studio, but uh, we're all doing our responsibilities, staying at home and um, just not spreading the virus where we can. so we have Tiffany Denise Hobbs joining us today, kind of over the internet. Hey, Tiffany. Hi. Well, we are so excited. Uh Aaron and I have wanted to have you on the show for a long time. We've been trying to figure this thing out. So this shelter in place is like our excuse <laughs> to be able to talk to Tiffany. So I Tiffany. Love it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone, Tiffany is an actor, a singer, a dancer. Uh, she's been a waitress in the musical FX's Atlanta. Tonya in August Wilson's King Hedley's II at Kenny Leon's True Colors Theater Company. Shinzi in the Lion King musical Olivia at the Yale Rep Theater. And uh, she's also been in the public theaters Much Ado About Nothing that aired on PBS. Also, a lot of other television appearances. So, Tiffany, number one, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Tiffany, I, I, you know, I kind of thought about this that the whole world is going through this shelter-in-place, and it's a hard season. It's you know, young people are in school from home. That's a whole nother thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, A lot of people are working remotely, and most of the time, you don't even go out of the house unless you're going to the grocery store or something like that, and Mm -hmm. so. I just thought that you as an actor, I've watched your social media and during this time you are doing a lot, like you're busy, you're keeping yourself going, keeping yourself moving. I thought that you would be a perfect person to give us some of your, uh, some advice and and just share with us some of the things that you've learned, um, you know, in your field. So, But like I always do, I always want to go backwards. I always want to find out the background story. So number one, I want to know what made you want to become an actor?
1: Uh, I... I always had a propensity for performing. My mom always says that I was performing from the moment I was born. And that's always kind of the joke. But (laughs) I I actually did start, my mom put me in dance classes and I played the violin and the piano. Those didn't last very long, (laughs) but I did do that for a while. And I ended up going to a um, performing arts school when I was 11. And then I did that all the way through graduation. And that was kind of my four way into learning about the arts. I delved into it along with my academics, but basically, my curriculum was spending part of my day during academics and part of my day during doing my art and I started as a dancer and then I started to get into acting as well. So mm-hmm. acting became my quote unquote major. We didn't have official majors, but um, that was the one that I ended up doing the most by the time of graduation. And
0: that's how that all started. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you like, what do you enjoy most and least? About About the, it. Yes. The yes. Actor.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I love the community. I I have met so many people, so many people people of different walks of life that have taught me so much in my journey. People who have become lifelong friends that I don't know what I would do without them. It's also taken me to a lot of places in the world that I don't think I would have gone to had it not been for my work as an actor. So those are the things that I love. The things that I don't love Mm -hmm. is that there is a lot of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And for a person like me who likes to plan and have a plan, I can see 10 years into my plan, that sort of thing, it it does become a little, especially like in a time like this, it becomes a little stressful because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when the next show is going to happen. I don't know when my phone's going to ring and my agent's going to say, you booked it. Or she's going to call and say, ah, sorry, they went with the other person. <laughs> and it's always just, I'm kind of not really walking on eggshells. That's not really the case, but it's always kind of a, a waiting game. You just have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready yeah. mentality. And um, so sometimes that can get, become a little bit daunting, but there's beauty in that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about uncertainty um, and, and the beauty of living in uncertainty.
1: I think that for me, I have learned a lot through my process as an actor to let go, let God, that has become my, my huge motto. And I am not the best at it, But over time in my journey as an actor, I have learned the value of that and that I am at my healthiest and my most productive in my field when I am able to let go Mm -hmm. and just trust the process, trust Mm -hmm. that I'm doing good work, I am being, I'm great to people, I am Kind to people, and that all of that's going to be returned to me threefold, mm-hmm. tenfold, however manyfold, um, and that everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out for the greater good. So it's definitely helped me a lot faith-wise. It's also been, you know, a walk in my faith as well as in my profession. Yeah, so it's yeah. on hand in hand.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I and I think that that's exactly you know why I wanted to have this conversation with you today. This is because we truly don't know when this <laughs> when this is going to be over. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to know. We would love to put a plan together. And I know that every single one of us, I don't know that I'm exactly a planner, not in every area of my life, <laughs> I should say. Yeah. Maybe I am in some areas. Uh, but uh, there is so much to be learned about ourselves uh, to be learned about how much we really do try to control everything. And, um, there is, and I've been saying that this shelter in place, it affects everybody differently. You know, for one person, it's, you know, job related things that affect them. And then, and then other person, it might be isolation, you know, it, it affects everybody differently, but, this season is a good season because it's it's teaching us to rely on the other things mm-hmm. um you know the intangible things the reaching out to people in different ways still building connections still yes. figuring out how do I stay on top of my game
2: right you know,
0: in 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 this season so i i would love for you to talk about you know, that P word, patience. Patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's So, so difficult. How do you embrace patience? Wow. Well. Patience <laughs> and I have a long history. It hasn't always been the,
1: a great history. But I, I think that I have seen, I've seen the fruits of my labor over a long period of time occur. And so I am a believer in what I have seen and experienced. So every time that I have put in the work and have had to wait however many months or years before Mm -hmm. the thing that I have prayed for, the thing that I have wanted comes into fruition. So I believe in the virtue of patience. And I also know that my timing isn't always the best timing. The timing that I have in my mind for something to happen Mm -hmm. isn't always what I need. And so I also have to be, you know, taking a little bit of humility there and that when I do prayer, when I, you know, set my intentions and say, this is what I want, having to, I've been doing this meditation uh, for the past month. And it's, it's been all about being very specific about what you're asking for, but also being open to how the universe, God answers that and when that answer comes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I have, I, I've definitely learned the value of that because I've seen it happen. I've seen, you know, I've prayed for things and I said, you know, I want to, I don't know, be on Broadway by next year. And the next year turns into the next year into the next year. <laughs> and It doesn't happen for five years, but when it happened, it was right on time. It was mm-hmm. exactly when it needed to happen for me. And then there were so many other things that happened before that, that were preparing me for that opportunity.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, so kind of finding the beauty in every situation that the Lord sends your way. And how do I focus on this situation here? Uh, How do I focus on this role in your case? How do I focus on this role? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Being prepared for this, enjoying this, living in the moment, you know, just kind of taking it in and allowing everything to be a stepping stone, Mm -hmm. you know, to the next thing. So, so... You know, talk to us about about that time. Like, so you get booked for something. Mm-hmm. How much time could there be in between? All right, I'm booked. I'm excited. Yeah. Now it's finally time to go to work on it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's, it depends. With theater, my experience has been, usually you find out and it's usually a few weeks, maybe a month. Yeah, maybe a month out or six weeks out before you actually go to rehearsals and begin working on the production. Mm-hmm. Television, depending on the level of the role that you're booking. So the bigger the role, the usually the further out you're booked. Because they like to lock in their major characters early, um, so when I was when I'm starting off, I was doing co-star roles, so they were smaller roles. So I would be booked, and sometimes it would be next day, like I'd go on set the next day. Sometimes mm-hmm. it would be a week, and in a very rare case, it was a few weeks out. Um, so it just depends on the level of the role, but usually it's no more than
0: a few weeks, maybe a little over a
1: month at the most.
0: Okay. And then what what do you do during that time? How do you use that that time to you know do you use that excitement? Does that excitement last a month?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <Sorry>. Okay. <laughs> does. I'm super stoked usually. And 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 a lot of it is it, it once again, it depends on the gig. For instance, when I did book Broadway, I had 10 days before. I was going to have my first rehearsal and I was living in Atlanta and I had to be in New York in 10 days. So that, that 10 days worth was spent getting all of my belongings together, trying to figure out where I was going to live and just making sure I had everything that I needed and getting all of that, a lot of logistics. So that was kind of a frantic, but still a very exciting time for me. And then in the case where I'm already where I need to be physically, It's usually I have a little bit more time to delve into the script and look at what it is that I'm doing and how I want to prepare my scene or scenes and just make sure that, you know, I'm the best scene partner that I can possibly be in a Mm -hmm. moment. And yeah, and just also relaxing because sometimes I can get very nervous, especially when it comes to TV because I haven't been doing TV as long. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when I get on set, I get a little nervous, like, oh no, they're going to find me out. They're going to know that I'm not, I'm not that learned in this field and they're going to kick me out. It's going to be over. My career's done. Uh, I get a little intimidated, but usually I just, you know, take the time to just enjoy that, that, that rev up to the, to the moment as well as just breathing and relaxing mm-hmm. and just having faith that
0: everything that I've done up to this moment has prepared me for this moment. And I'm mm-hmm. going to be a, <laughs> that is so interesting that that you would say that about TV I, because I can't even remember the name. I think it was on OWN that I saw oh, you. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I saw you on that episode, and uh, you were in like a. It was like a, a weekend away or something, yeah. mm-hmm. and. I was wondering. I was like, what is she thinking? What I wonder what's <laughs> going on inside of her head? Cause you that have to was, like have a boyfriend and I did. It was a lot.
1: <laughs> but that one was so much fun. The audition process was so crazy because they were trying to like pair everyone up. So we had to do a lot of like what they call chemistry tests. Okay. So they- the, the woman and the man together and they have to do the scene together. They are trying to see like who makes sense as a couple. So it was just all of that. But then when I booked it, I was very excited, but it was also the night, it was the night before, we filmed the day before I had to be in New York for my callback for Broadway. Oh. So I had a lot of stuff going on. I was very excited, but I also knew, I was like, this is what, this is the moment that we as actors, we all like dream of when you're just like so booked Mm -hmm. and you're so exhausted that you don't even know what to do, but you're just so grateful because it's like I had to wake up at, I don't know what time in the morning I worked out. Then I went to set we were on set all day. I didn't leave set till, I don't know, maybe midnight. My flight was leaving at 6am to New York city and I had to sing and dance and act and all this kind of stuff. I was like, this is what dreams are made of. Right. Um, so honestly, to, to answer your question, what I was probably thinking was, wow, this is my life right now. <laughs> How exciting
0: is this? <laughs> it was very exciting. It was exciting for me to see you. I had to tape it because I was screaming. Hi! The- <laughs> <laughs> <Hey! That's> awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I and, you know, then like this season, so you go from something like that, then this season right here, you mm-hmm. know, so unexpected. Yes. Um, uh, this is not an unexpected season to the Lord. I keep saying that. Right. It's unexpected to us. Mm-hmm. So I have been calling this, you know, I've nicknamed this my preparation season, because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking everything that I wish I had time to do. I'm going to make sure that I do that yes. now. Um, and not only in my business, but also with my family. I mean, this is also my daughter's senior year, uh, which uh, is, yeah, which is sad. Cause you know, prom and, and graduation, how's all that going to happen? Um, but you know, we've been using this time just to do some things in the house that we've been wanting to do. So I, w- I wanted you, I'll, I'll share a couple things that we've been doing in our preparation season. But what do you, how are you looking at this season? I'm. I'm like-minded with you.
1: I feel, so to be completely transparent, this year kind of started off rough for me, just like personally and as well as with my career, I'm doing a little bit of a shift with the type of work that I am now putting myself out for basically to make it more simplistic to understand I am only putting my my agents are only putting me out for like bigger roles and and that sort of thing so i'm kind of moving away from the smaller roles and that that also comes with the waiting because once you kind of move from that there're lesser opportunities and then i have to kind of get renowned or just known by the casting directors who are casting for those bigger roles and trusted with the work all of that and so that takes time and I just, you know, and then I was making some changes with my personal life and it just kind of felt like everything was just kind of in shambles, it felt like. But I also knew that it was, I wasn't afraid or so worried in the sense that I thought that this is what, this is not what this moment is supposed to be. Because I had been doing a lot of intentional prayers like toward the end of last year because I felt like I was stuck and I wanted to make some changes. And so then I started praying for it. And then I started trying to figure out how do I make these changes? And I knew that it may feel bad before it feels good. Quote mm-hmm. unquote, you know? mm-hmm. And so when this moment did the, the pandemic occurred for me, I realized the first thing I thought was all of those things that, I've been feeling like I need to work on and like get in line the projects that I have put aside and they've just fallen by the wayside and I haven't put much work into. Now's the time because I've been saying that I'm too busy. I can't get to them because I got to make some money. I got to pay my rent, that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And I haven't been able to invest in myself personally or even artistically in the way that I Feel like I've been needing to, mm-hmm. and so that's what I've been trying to use this time for is just investing, reinvesting in myself in the ways that I feel like I've been negligent or you know out of necessity or just because I just have.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, and so I I know that it's coming time for us to take a break, and I want mm-hmm. to kind of dive in what you said a little bit more, um, but there does, there, I mean, in every. Every career or or in every area of your life, there are times when you say, it's time to go to the next level. And so what does that take? And, you know, and kind of decide where you want to be and let's work backwards from now. And then, you know, what can we do in this season to get ready truly to right. go to the next level, and mm-hmm. I am I am right there with you. So um, let's press pause for a minute, and then we'll dive back into it. We will be right back. Every heart, every woman.
1: Every heart, every woman. You're listening to Every Heart, Every Woman the show where women find balance, peace, and inspiration. Now let's get back to the show with your host,
0: Carla Nivens. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host for the Every Heart, Every Woman radio show. We are having a great conversation with Tiffany Denise Hobbs. Thank you so much, Tiffany, for being here. Thanks for your time. This is great. Thank you. Absolutely. So Tiffany is an actor, a dancer, singer, and uh, she is right now based in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Tiffany, we didn't say at the top of the show, but we met you here in Dallas. And yeah, we, we got hooked up um, at the church at Mm Highland Park and uh, became friends and you were on the worship team with us. And then, uh, and what, this is my funny story about Tiffany. So you did Shakespeare in the park, Mm -hmm. here, right Mm -hmm. in Dallas. And you told me, you know, you, you were like, uh, you should come see me in this show i got this um little thing i'm doing and so i get together some of my girlfriends we go to the show and tiffany is like the lead <laughs> yeah that's right i forgot about that yes, you were the lead i didn't tell you that part <laughs> you didn't say at all you were like yeah i'm doing this little thing in the yeah. you know in the park and so my girlfriends and i we get there and um my friend said, "Is she the lead?" And I was like, "Well, no. She's she said she's doing a little, little thing, and then it keeps going." And I'm like, "Y'all, she's the lead." Then- <laughs> she didn't say it all. Typical <laughs> me. I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so we were so excited, and, and the show was great. So that that is kind of to me, you know why your life is so inspirational, because you always keep it moving. You're always looking forward. Um, like the meditation you said that you do, you know, you're always keeping on top of that, being thankful, living a life of gratitude. You're always going to, you know, the, the next role, the the, the next step. So yeah. I'm so excited to hear you say that it was just time. It was just time for you to expand, go to the next thing. And you trust that the Lord is with you. You trust that the Lord is guiding you. And yeah. obviously he has has blessed your life. Um, and I really think in this preparation season that we're in now, because it really is our duty to do our best to stay inside,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: to do our best to, um, to you know, not be around, and and so that we can allow this virus to, unfortunately, run its course. And and right. our prayers are with the the families and the individuals who uh, have the virus now, and and who are going through that. And so. It really is our season, I think, to number one, pray. That's the first thing I've been doing in this season. I have been praying with as many people as I possibly can. And I honestly haven't. I thought my first thought, Tiffany, I'll tell you, is like, I'm going to do a video a day and (laughs) I'm going to do all of this stuff. And I can do that because, you know, that's who I am. I can. I, I can worship and put out a video a day. But I really felt like the Lord was saying, first thing you need to do, Carla, is pray. You need to pray Mm -hmm. for, you know, pray for the world, pray for the families who are experiencing, unfortunately, the downside, you know, of this virus. Pray for how this is affecting the economy. Pray for how this is affecting people. And then connect with people. The second thing I've been doing is trying to reach out text people, call people, you know, chat with people and see how they are doing and really put myself, try to put myself in their shoes and see how their experience is, Mm -hmm. is going in this season. And then the last thing I thought is, I think this is a preparation season. This is a time to take everything to the next level. And with my children, that means we have honestly been cooking, you know, we've been teaching our son how to cook, um, you know, it, every everyone knows, you know, mamas, our sons are our babies. And so yeah. a lot of times we forget to teach them how to cook because we want <laughs> to do everything for them. Yeah. So the other day I said, you know, do you know how to turn on the oven? And he was like, no, I've never turned on the oven. And that's totally my fault. It's not, you know? It has nothing to do with him. Right. <laughs> he's like five feet taller than me. So he's like past grown. He should know how to turn on the oven. Right. Yeah. So, you know, we've been doing just some simple things like that. Like, how do we take everything to the next level? It's you know, our business as well. I've been looking at that and I really yes. haven't put anything new out. I'm thinking, how do I get better about with everything? You know, how do I rebrand? How do I remarket? How do I take this, you know, to the, to the next level? Because the thing is what the Lord has given us to do our, you know, creatives, what the Lord has, and I believe that all of us are creative in, a certain way, but those yes. of us who work in a creative field, the Lord has given us um, these gifts and these talents, not for us to harbor them, you know, for ourselves, but we are sharing what the lord has given us with other people we're lifting other people's spirits we are inspiring mm-hmm. others we are ta- entertaining others we are pointing people to our maker we're pointing yes. people to the lord with you know the the things that he's called us to do so i would like for you to talk more about how you stay and i call this like staying hungry how do you stay hungry for the next thing how do you push yourself to go to the next level, because going to the next level, like you said, could even open yourself up to a level of even more uncertainty. Oh, yes. Talk about it.
1: (laughs) That's a word right there. Um, I, I think that it's relatively easy for me to always be thinking what's next, I think because when I was a teeny tiny little one, I had big, 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 big dreams. And those have never died. I, I, Some of the dreams that I had when I was smaller are still the dreams that I have for today. Because I kind of my parents instilled in all of us, I have two other siblings and all three of us that the sky's the limit. You can do anything you want to. And if you want to do, if you want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an actor, if you want to work on an information technology systems, you can be the best of that field. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought to myself, okay, I, I had people that I watched as actors and whose work I admire. And I was like, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. And I think that I've just always had that go-getter mentality and that nothing is too big for me to say, I want that. I deserve that. And I I can have that in my life. Now, yes, it definitely does. Now that I'm an adult and I understand what risk is and that Um, what uncertainty is and what the probability of me becoming X, Y, and Z is, it is a lot of uncertainty. But I also think that it makes it that much sweeter when I do achieve the next goal. So sometimes I, I, I use that as motivation. If I ever get afraid, I remind myself, like I said earlier, of how I have achieved in the past, even when I set a quote unquote big goal and that the moment I do achieve it, how humbling, how beautiful, how remarkable and how blessed I feel. I already feel blessed in the process, but I'm just reminded of who I am and whose I am in that moment. And it's just, it's beautiful. So to me, sometimes that's a little bit of like, okay, that's fine. Challenge accepted because I'm going to make it. I will be fine. And, you know, I've got God on my side. So how can I lose? How and can I, I fail?
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So you might as well. Might as you know, well. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might as well. Pick yourself. Uh, do that. I, I. There's a quote uh, from Venus Williams who, you know, I, I'm a Venus Williams fan. Mm-hmm. But she <laughs> said, you know what? the first time you win a big tournament, nobody picks you to win. You're unknown. known. The mm-hmm. last time you win a tournament, nobody picks you because they're the, you know, the younger players, they're focusing on them. So the last tournament you win, nobody's going to pick you. And she said, I guess you just have to pick yourself. You do. <laughs> oh, I'm learning.
1: That's so true. I'm learning the value of that. I have to, because we put, especially in this industry, but I think that there's a, uh, something similar in every industry, but we put so much power into, we give so much power to casting directors and producers and mm-hmm. all of these people who will make the decisions. Mm-hmm. And they while they are making the decisions, it's like if you go in and you've already chosen yourself, it, it, you are unfazed by whatever the outcome
0: is. Yes.
1: And it just makes it, it makes the process easier. And I have to, I have to constantly remind myself of that. But when I am really on top of that, when I already have picked myself before I go in, while I'm there and after I leave, mm-hmm. then whether or not they say yes is It doesn't change how I feel about myself, what I'm about to do the next day, you know, how I'm going to approach my work. It's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that's really important to have just in life, but especially in the field that I'm in, that you always choose yourself, Mm -hmm. choose yourself. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: if you choose yourself, then nothing, nothing
0: can hurt you. Nothing can harm you. Right, right. In the process. Right, right. That, that, that is great. What what do you do to learn new skills? How do you mm-hmm. just like stay sharp? I,
1: so I love a YouTube tutorial. Yes. <laughs> I am always on YouTube. I'm like learning how to edit photos um, currently. And right. I do a lot of, sometimes when I just, either I don't financially, I don't want to, pay someone to like edit a photo that I need for casting or whatever. I'll just do it myself because thankfully there's so many resources out there. So I'm learning how to use Photoshop. I'm learning how to use a a bunch of video programs. And so I can edit videos for myself so that I can basically be my own producer, produce my own work and not have to rely on the outside world so much. I also take classes right now. I'm taking a, a biochem class through, um, Harvard online, just mm-hmm. because, because I love, I love math and science. I've never stopped loving it. And so every now and again, when I do have time, I'll just take, I'll pick up a class and take it at my, my leisure. I, I still go to, I try to go to dance classes whenever I can. So dancing's still part of my life. Yeah. I just kind of pick up classes whenever I can. It, and the wonderful thing about New York is that there's always a class happening, I've mm-hmm. been taking acting classes, acting for the camera classes with some very like top perf- or teachers in the industry. Mm-hmm. At least. So I, I basically just, wherever I feel like I may be lacking or where there may be some growth that I need to experience in the moment that's going to help me career-wise or just mm-hmm. something that I want to do for Tiffany, then I, I find it out and then I do it.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, I, so I'm also, um, a big Robert Randolph fan. He's, he, you know, he's a musician and I, I'm on YouTube all the time. I'm scrolling (laughs) on YouTube all the time, looking at stuff, learning new things. I am with you. Um, and I saw that Robert Randolph is like doing some, uh, he's doing lessons. (gasps) Oh yes. And so I thought, Oh my goodness. Now, not for me, but you know, it's not for me, but for musicians and and guitar players and all of that, what, what could be more, more perfect in this season than to sharpen your skills, take some, take some online courses from some people who are right now have the time, you know, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know you, you started a blog. Oh Yes. Yes. So tell us about your vlog, and because you are you are so entertaining, your facial expressions <laughs> are to <Okay>. die for. <laughs> it's, it's it's so good. So yeah, so tell us about your vlog, and um, I think you you'd already started it before this season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hit. Uh but and then tell us what you want people to take away from your episode.
1: So I started it because I I was coming off of Lion King and I was starting to get a lot of questions from people. How did you get into acting? Or I have this scene and I don't know what to do with it. And most people were asking me, how did I get into acting? Or what was my experience like working on the Lion King or all of these things? And I was answering those questions. But then I thought to myself, why don't I just put this out there so that when someone does have a question, they can find it. They can find me, whatever. And and I realized also too that I had a well a, a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. and I wanted to share it with people. And I also wanted to make it entertaining. It was fun for me because once again, I, I truly believe in self producing. And I thought, and I had been thinking about, I want to create something, and I don't know what it is. And then it came to me one day. I was like, Why don't you just do a vlog? talking about your experiences, um, giving some instruction on people who are getting into the industry for the first time are feeling rusty, don't know how to approach a script, want to know what it's like to audition for TV, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so that's how that started. And essentially, I just want people to take from it that, first of all, anybody Anybody who's dedicated to the craft and wants to learn how to do it, you can do it. Because I, I think a lot of people look at us actors, especially when I went to Broadway. I remember I, I had so many people coming to me. And it, I felt that they felt that what I was doing was unachievable by them, hmm. And I wanted them to know, like, I was just like you. I was a little kid. My mom was taking me. My mom took me to see The Color Purple on Broadway. And I felt like... How do I get there? Because Mm -hmm. I I don't know. First time in New York, I didn't know anything. And I just want people to know that it is possible. It is accessible. You just have to do the work. But that it's not something that's only for a certain, a select few, you know, Mm -hmm. of people to do. If you have the passion, if you have the drive, then it's possible. And that's, that's truly just what I want people to take from it. And also just to remember to have fun. Yeah. and not be intimidated by it. That's yeah. really what people want to see when they go to see theater, go to see movies or even television, that they just want to see art imitating life. They want to see a reflection of themselves. So the best thing to do is just be yourself when we go and yeah. audition. Yeah
0: yeah 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 that's good and and i I've seen the episodes and I know people will walk away with just that message so that's good congratulations to you for for doing it yeah Thank you. it's 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 so entertaining it's it's wonderful <laughs> so let's talk about uh physical health
2: hmm.
0: um that is one of the things that everyone is kind of focusing on this. In, you know, in this season, I've seen a lot of people out walking, especially in our neighborhood. We live out here in the country. So mm. it's beautiful to walk. We've yeah. been walking every day. And then, you know, some people are working out indoors. What do you do to always stay healthy?
1: I I work out um, a lot. I go to the gym about four to five times a week. And that kind of started when I was in grad school, when I was in Dallas, I kind of started once again, I was at a place where I was like, I need to change my life. I need to like do things. And I I was not I, I was not not working out before then, but I didn't have a regimen. Mm-hmm. So I decided to kind of instill some things. And I started off just as a runner and all I did was run all the time. And then something kind of switched for me when I went to the Lion King, and a lot of people in the cast, a lot of the, the male dancers, they were weightlifting, and one dancer was just like, you need to weightlift, <laughs> I was like, okay, sure, like, I'm, I'm open to learning new things, and, and at first, I was kind of opposed to it because I didn't want to necessarily bulk out or hulk out, um, for lack of a better way of saying it, but there's this misconception about if you pick up a weight especially for women that you're just Mm -hmm. not out or that that's unattractive and all of that but I had to kind of debunk a lot of those myths for myself Mm -hmm. and what I found was when I started weightlifting the transformation that happened for me not only physically but just like how I felt I found a sweet spot between um both weightlifting and, and cardiovascular work that just works for me. And so that's where that started. And so I've been doing that for about five years now. So I go to the gym four or five times a week and I split my work between cardio and weightlifting. And yeah, I just try to make sure that I show up to the gym. As, as many times a week as possible. And sometimes, you know, it's a hard day of working out. I'm not mm-hmm. as fast as I was the other day or that I can't do as many reps, but I just try to show up because it really has taken a, a, a great toll on my, in the most positive way on my body, but also just my mental health as well. Mm-hmm. I feel so much better
0: <laughs> because yeah. of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Physical doing physical fitness it has a way of showing up like in all areas of your yes. you know of our lives. So also talk about mental. You mentioned earlier in the first segment of the show that you do meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge fan of meditating on scripture and the word of God. What what does your meditation look like and and what do you do? If you have a day or an hour,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I, I I hate for I hate to say that sometimes things last a day, but this this is life.
2: Sometimes
0: yes. mental tapes last for a day, but yes. if you have a period where mentally you're not as healthy, what do you do to get back on track?
1: Yeah, meditations where I go. I mean, obviously, and also praying. And, and being very intentional about it. So not just like, oh, I'm going to like do a prayer in passing or do a little bit of a meditation while I'm, you know, driving or in, in commuting to downtown New York. I, I set aside the time
2: mm-hmm. so that
1: I can be, I, I have a meditation pillow. I close my door. I put on my headphones. <laughs> I put on my meditation music. Sometimes I do guided practices as well. So, um, and, and I close my eyes. I set my hands up and open and out so that I can receive and -hmm. I just make sure that I am very specific and intentional about it Mm -hmm. because it's easy to be like oh I'll just say a little quick little prayer and it's not it doesn't have the same effect at least for me Mm -hmm. as when I make the time and I cart even if it's just 10 minutes 20 minutes of my time I make sure that you know when I'm praying like I gotta get on the knees I gotta me on the floor, whatever I'm doing, closing my eyes, all of that, mm-hmm. I need mean, quiet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just make sure that most, like, first and foremost, I'm intentional about mm-hmm. it. And, and that really helps to, in those moments where things are not going as well mentally, spiritually, that I can re- recalibrate, reset.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: gives me a little bit of a pause and it just brings me back.
0: hmm Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what I hear in that is that you take a certain posture. Like it's not Mm -hmm. just some words. Yes. There's, there's, there's a certain posture. You need to have a place where you go, you know, Mm -hmm. in your, in your house or whatever. And you, if you want to kneel, you make sure you kneel, like take on the entire posture so that you truly, uh, get a reset in, in your body and in your mind that that's, I like that. I like that. So Tiffany, um, tell us, how do people uh, follow you like on social media, on your vlog. How do we get in touch with you?
1: So I'm on Instagram at Tiffany Denise Hobbs and um, on Twitter, I am Tiffany D Hobbs. And then on Facebook, I am Tiffany Denise Hobbs. And that's, pretty much And then I have a website, www.tiffanydenisehobs.com. I made it pretty easy
0: for folks. I got you. (laughs) (laughs) I do the same thing. Yes, I got you. Well, (laughs) Tiffany, thank you so much. It has really been a thrill and you've given us some great advice. We really appreciate you, appreciate your time. And uh, we are praying for even more and more and more and more success um, for you. you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone, our radio show is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Go to loveministriesbuilds.org for all of the great information. You can follow me um, on my website. You can go to CarlaNivens.com. Everyone, have a great week. We'll see you back here next week.